positive heads out there thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the positive head podcast where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness which creates and animates all things now of course understanding this powerful truth is one thing Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker and on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode. Here we go again. I am not alone in spirit today. I'm not alone physically today. Uh, Erica Middlemiss is here with me in the studio, and uh, it's a pleasure to um, have some good company. Thank you, Erica, for joining. Yes, How are you? so fun to be here back in the studio. You it's got to a- watch me struggle with um, <laughs> some technical difficulties. Yeah, Turns out fun. what we learned after 30 minutes is it helps to have a mic cable that works. Mm-hmm. Note, any of you out there, any of you uh, fledgling podcasters or, you know. And plugged in properly. Yeah, just plug it in and make sure you have equipment that works. And it's amazing how much better your <laughs> recordings will turn out. <laughs> you can hear it in everything. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, uh, Erica, we you get to sort of take control today and decide on the things and stuff and the whatnots we're going to discuss. Um, And I think what we're going to touch on is something that makes a lot of sense to touch on. And I can't remember if we, have we ever talked about this before when you've been on this topic? I don't think we have. So for those, for people who, of course, there's going to be some listeners who've never heard you before. Erica has co-hosted on many episodes. I don't know, maybe seven or eight or something if i had or to guess more. i think there's i don't know but yeah there's a lot yeah so and why don't you tell the the listeners who you are and what your background is to sort of preface Refresh, what we're going to yeah. talk about today so i am by education a naturopathic physician um so that's what's relevant to today's discussion um we're going to talk about Physical health we and are, food. And food, which is such a big topic. And there's so much information out there and it can get really confusing. So I wanted to just give some good generals and help maybe clarify some things. 
Cool. Yeah, we've yeah. Uh, we've definitely had people asking questions pertaining to health, and I certainly don't claim to be an expert, but uh, I will, as always, give my two cents on uh, you know sort of where I've arrived in my own journey uh, in relationship to food and health and those sorts of things. But before we dig in, I would like to quickly read a review that. Um, popped up here on iTunes. And you guys know I love my iTunes reviews. It helps us to reach new people, helps to fuel my fire to continue this labor of love. So if you guys haven't reviewed on iTunes, please do so. Uh, Or any of the other places, by the way, out there where you can review. There's different apps, podcast apps and things, but iTunes is sort of the holy grail of all things podcasting. So certainly review there if at all possible. It would be much appreciated. And um, yeah, this particular review came in by Amber JB, a piece of my puzzle. I've been listening to your podcast for about nine months now, and I don't remember how I ran across it, but I believe that's because it found me. I was never an adamant podcast listener. In fact, I'd only listened to a psychology lecture a handful of times. But here I am, all this time later, listening every single day, sometimes multiple episodes a day. Your podcast was the piece of my puzzle that made all the other pieces in my life make sense. Ever since I was a child, certain things came naturally for me, like crystals, meditation, law of attraction principles, talking to my higher self, relations with numbers, infinite synchronicities, and the powerful feeling in my heart of being an important part of something so much greater than this. I never thought to question why, what, or how. I just knew to trust it all. Within the first 10 or so minutes of the first episode I ever listened to, tears came to my eyes hearing that there are other people out there that know what I know, feel what I feel, live like I live, and I'm not an outcast after all. The meaning of life and my purpose here is all so clear now. I used to be afraid of death, and I've been released to that now that I know I was right all along. And as I'm typing this, someone I work with just set a single puzzle piece on the table besides me. See an exclamation points. Anywho, I've wanted to review for a while now, but I also need time to make sure I said enough. So thank you. Thank you so much for being that piece and giving me a sense of peace. XOXO Amber JB. Wow. Thank you, Amber. That's a really cool, what a cool synchronicity. I mean, to, uh, mention the puzzle piece as you're writing it someone came up is that what i'm hearing like that is an awesome synchronicity that's like hello you you are exactly where you're supposed to be thinking exactly what you're supposed to be thinking yeah you couldn't get a more a bigger exclamation point than writing about the you know missing piece of your puzzle and then someone coming up and randomly setting a puzzle piece on your desk so um Yeah. yeah guys that's that's how it goes, I guess, when you're in the flow, right? Totally. We see it time and time again. That's my one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is all the synchronicity that arises by connection, connecting with all you guys out there. You know, the fact that we're all reflections, we're all soul family. If you're c- connecting to this this broadcast out of the bazillion things that are, you know, pummeling your world to try and get your attention, it's because we're close connection. We're close soul family. You're resonating closely enough that, you know... You're tuning in. And so it's so cool when we can see how our lives, even at a distance, are sort of um, weaving in and out of each other's lives. And it's such a beautiful experience. And I'm so grateful for all of you. Thank you, Amber, for taking the time to review and sharing a magical synchronicity in the process. If you haven't reviewed, please do so. Also, uh, get on our Facebook group if you're not on there, Positive Heads. Um, It's growing every day. More and more people are joining and sharing and connecting and supporting each other. And um, it was awesome. I just saw someone kind of come clean about an issue with alcohol. I don't know if you noticed that post. I I can't remember the name. 
Well, it's a closed group too, by the way. So you can open up and not worry about other, you know, Facebook friends and family or whatever, seeing things if you want to get really personal. And this person opened up about something really personal in regards to their issue with alcoholism. And it was so awesome to just watch. I mean, there's like 50 comments from people, all the support and guidance and, you know, opinion and, you know, feedback. It's just like such such a beautiful community community that's formed (laughs) around this, uh, this little show. And it's really, you know, I'm relatively quiet on the group. It's like, I do enough talking. You guys do your thing and connect and share with each other. I mean, I do talk from time to time and post things from time to time, but I really like to uh, sort of uh, watch it, watch it grow and do its thing. And it's a great place also to write in questions. If you have questions that you want addressed on the show, um, you know, please uh, send them in to via uh, the positivehead.com website. You can send them in there too, or Brandon at positivehead.com is my email. But um, yeah, so yeah, moving. that's what prompted our talk today because there's been a lot of talk on the, on the group about diet. Right, and- right. I posted something. Uh, I think I posted a video actually. That was a short video about, Oh, the meat eating. Yeah. About mm-hmm. eating meat and where it comes from and sort of the idea. It was really an interesting video that showed, you know, how in certain countries like, what's acceptable to eat and what's not. And it showed like these animals in North America are good to eat and, you know, chicken, cow, whatever. And then you show over in India an X through cow, but then they eat like something totally different. It's like horse they eat somewhere, you know, dog they eat somewhere. And it's like, it's all you know, perspective and what Mm -hmm. you've been conditioned to sort of view as okay. And what you've been conditioned to view as like absolutely disgusting. I saw a PETA thing where they were actually serving milk samples and then they tell people afterwards it's dog milk and it's like kind of screwed up but kind of funny and the people's reaction and how offended and it's like well okay what how is it really different exactly Mm -hmm. oh because you've been conditioned that this Mm -hmm. is an eatable edible thing and this isn't when really it's all sort of make-believe so that you know, our cultural conditioning. So that really leads to the question is what should we be eating? There's so much different information out there, you know, um, and uh, of course having you here in the studio uh, and being uh, someone who has some, some level of speciality in this Mm -hmm. topic, I thought it was a really good time as you did you to, uh, to address it. So Mm -hmm. where do we begin tackling this huge, huge confusing question of (laughs) diet and, um, what's good for you? What's not GMOs, non GMOs, meat, not meat, vegan, blah, 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 blah. Where do we go? Well, the answer to that question is (laughs) breatharianism, right? It is different for everyone. Everyone's an individual. And so this is something that everyone needs to kind of figure out for themselves. Right. What is going to be the best diet for them. So there are people who are best as vegetarians. There are people who do best on raw food diets. There are people who do good on Mm -hmm. gluten-free. Then there are people who try that stuff and make themselves worse. Mm -hmm. So I've seen a lot of people go raw vegan and and not feel so well. Yeah. Um, And not just that beginning detox period that everybody goes through, Mm -hmm. but for the long haul. Right. Um, the best thing is to keep your food balanced. Um, and eating with the seasons is another great idea. So like, say you're eating raw food all the time. Mm-hmm. What you're going to do is really dampen your system, especially if you're trying to eat raw food in the winter, right? When your body wants more warming foods. That's what I mean by eating with the seasons and balancing everything mm-hmm. out. So good general rules are whole grain, 
um, fresh fruits and vegetables, legumes, mm-hmm. nuts. Um, that should be the bulk of everyone's diet. Now, if you're a meat eater, which let me, can I interject real quick? So, you know, I see, you hear a lot about gluten and I've actually experimented recently with going gluten free because I watched the documentary what's with wheat and it just showed, you know, basically all this evidence as to why gluten is bad for us. And then some people say, well, it's not actually the gluten. That's the problem. It's the, um, Glyphosate, I think, is the chemical that Monsanto sprays. Like pretty much all of our wheat is sprayed yeah. with this, you know, chemical that then destroys our gut bacteria and causes leaky gut and all these problems. So, I'm curious, you know, I, I mean, it's one of those things. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, and like I said, I'm no expert, but I have I've experimented with some different things and stopped eating meat a few years ago, and then now occasionally I've had it, but for the most part. Uh, my my two very short answer to this question, much shorter than Erica's, is going to be you know sort of listening to your own inner guidance because mm-hmm. there's so much conflicting information out there. And so for me, I've, I've experimented by listening to my own inner guidance at times. And anyway, so I just wanted to you know ask your opinion on that because that's something that I've newly been experimenting with on what you, what your thoughts are on that whole thing. I don't know if you've seen that documentary or not. I, I haven't, but I know what you're talking about. And actually, the problem with wheat goes back to before Monsanto started spraying. Um, we've been processing our wheat for so long that we've actually, what we do is we take the germ out of the wheat, and the germ is what helps make the entire wheat digestible mm-hmm. for us. Mm. And so since we've been stripping it, it makes it undigestible, and that's what's been causing the inflammatory reactions to it in the leaky gut. Right, right, right. right. So um, anything bleached... Mm-hmm. Like wheat is is bleached, right? Mm-hmm. That you find in any flour. So that's something to stay away from, any of the, the bleached or processed grains. Right. And that's why I said whole grains at the beginning, because you want to kind of get it the way it came from the earth. The closer right. it is to the way it came from the earth, the better it is for you. Right. And of course, we want to kind of stick with organic. Yeah, if you can possible. stay away from the, the chemicals that, you know, a lot, like I said, a lot of people are saying that, I've just been seeing it pop up more and more like, oh, well, maybe it's not gluten. I saw a friend, for example, who he's a touring musician and he was he was in um, had been overseas for many months. And he's like, you know, I noticed that the bread over there didn't make me feel the same way it did here. And that's because of this. um, uh, What's I just said the name of the way we process the name of the. the, Yeah. What's the name of the the glyphosate is is the. Glycophosphate? Or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the key ingredient in, in Roundup. Yeah, yeah. Gly- glyphosate. So anyway, so his point was, is, hey, if you haven't educated yourself on glyphosate and how uh, that's what you're intaking whenever you have any wheat, unless maybe it's organic or whatever here in the States, um, you really need to. So Sure, that's why organic is important. Uh, that's one of my biggest things. I would rather um, eat anything organic over something that's sprayed with pesticides. Right. Because my body is going to react to that. My immune system is going to say, hold up. I don't recognize this, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where the inflammatory response Well, you can even from. take something that's organic and put it, you know, on the ground. Uh, you know, my friend did this where he took, I don't know, banana or something. And one was organic and one was not and watched that the ants would not touch the one right. that was, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, they know. Yeah. And of course, I guess that's the whole point, though. Right. That's the why we came up with this stuff is to keep the, the pests away. But if it's not good for a small animal, it's probably not good for a big animal. Right. Well, that's the thing is it can kill a little pet 
pest, you are a big pest. Yeah. So a little bit of something and a lot of it will <laughs> just absolutely kill us. You're yeah. all big pests. You're slowly killing <laughs> yourselves. Yes. Uh, yeah. But, you know. The thing with that is like we can drive ourselves crazy in our minds about thinking I'm killing myself with what I'm eating. That's the last thing that we want to do. Really? Yeah, like it doesn't help. Yeah, we can drive ourselves really nuts about it. Yeah. Um and give ourselves anxiety about our health and really you just want to bless your food. No yeah. matter where you are, what you're eating. Uh, like that's, a, that's a great point. Okay, so yeah. uh, another friend uh, <laughs> just was telling me how they did a study where they would take, you know, the, what is it, Kirlian photography, where you can see the aura around okay. things. And they would take a picture of of uh, vegetables before someone would eat them, and it would be one certain color, mm-hmm. like red or something. But mm-hmm. if you... Um, if you blessed your food, it would mm-hmm. change the color yeah. of, so I thought that was a really interesting yeah. insight. It's like, take a moment, whatever you're eating and, you know, do a bless, do your own little blessing, whatever uh-huh. ritual you want to come up with. And, but what a fascinating, I haven't researched what he told me. He just told me this a couple months ago and I kind of forgot about it till right now, but, um, it, what an interesting thing, right? Yeah. If they can take and see physical change in well, the sure. aura of that you know everything uh, is energy vegetable, everything is intention when you get send it love and a blessing prior yeah. to eating it like wow you can transmute it you can yeah. you can change the energy that's of what something you're that i've done body. you know I, and you guys maybe heard me talk about on past shows sort of cutting out meat a few years ago for the most part i still eat fish some but i'm really trying to even cut back on that as well and uh but then in the in the last Maybe so. I went a couple years with hardly any meat, and then in the last six months or so, I've had it here or there a few times. And when I have, it's like I do my own little blessing, like to the Mm -hmm. animal that you know, the same way the Native Americans would do. Like you know, they would they would they would honor and thank that animal for serving it. And you know, I still you know, once again, you have to listen to what's true for you. Mm -hmm. For me, at the end of the day, I do feel like ultimately uh, a vegan diet, vegetarian diet is is the the way to go personally this is my own conclusion after looking at all the stuff i mean you see things like the teeth of carnivores or omnivores or mm-hmm. they have sharp teeth mm-hmm. you look at a horse and it looks exactly like our teeth they don't eat meat um so i think that's an interesting piece of evidence that, to support sort of this back and forth personally but for me the four reasons that i've talked about before for for cutting out meat a couple different uh or four actually not a couple uh one is the ethical side of mm-hmm. it you know the the factory farming is just atrocious we mm-hmm. there's all kinds of documentaries on that of course um then you have the ecological effects that uh are you know pretty pretty obvious that we're we're doing a lot of harm you know creating all the feed for these cattle that then it's creating like basically deserts you yeah. know where we grow this stuff and just it's not in balance mm-hmm. um so you have the ethical you have the ecological issues health issues forks over knives was the biggest influence of a documentary for me to stop eating meat it basically showing that cancer and heart disease the number one cause of both of those things is um meat um and then uh, lastly, and not leastly, sp- the spiritual side of things. It's mm-hmm. like if you are taking on the vibration of something that has been killed, right? Like you take a pig, for example, they're highly intelligent. All these animals are highly intelligent. And they say a pig is like the intelligence of a three-year-old. And you're t- leading it to the slaughter. It's like think of a three-year-old being led into this dark dungeon room where it's going to be, you know, killed it's going to be just wrecked with fear and stress hormones and it's going to feel what's going Mm -hmm. on you know and it's Mm -hmm. petrified and 
You know, so those are sort of the f- the four big ones for me personally. That fourth one is the biggest one for me yeah. is what is the vibration of what I'm putting in my body? Right, right. Right. And that also goes along with like the number one thing that you said with how they're farmed. Yeah. You know, I mean, how they're farmed is going to depend mm-hmm. on how, how they vibrate. Mm-hmm. And so when I do eat meat, because I do eat meat, mm-hmm. um, rarely, but I do it. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> when I do... I make sure that to the best of my knowledge, that this is a happy, happy animal. Right, right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that farm raised, grass fed, you know, as much as I can possibly do. You know, um, my brother lives in Colorado and they actually have farms where you can go and you can buy a half a cow. Right. And have that in your, and like, if you can do that, mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah. You know, certainly better than the factory farmed. You know, it, you go and you yeah. see where it lived, how it lived. So if it, you're, yeah, if you're going to do it, you got to make sure you're eating something happy and you can actually taste the difference. Um, my, I was a vegetarian for, I've done all of this. Mm -hmm. I've I've been vegetarian. I've been vegan. I've done gluten-free. I've done Mm -hmm. it all. Mm -hmm. Gluten-free actually wrecked me. So yeah. Hmm. Um, but I haven't noticed any major difference. I was hoping, um, a really positive difference, you know, Mm -hmm. um, one of the reasons that prompted me is, is, uh, getting skin irritation and just researching and they claim that can be a, you know, one of the it, things. It where, can, mostly. You know, so I just thought, you know what, and, and I'm seeing this, what's the, with wheat and that why it's bad on all these other levels, might as well experiment and, and see for sure. myself. I haven't seen any major yeah, groundbreaking difference. For you, it's, it's, I think, something a little bit more. And the topic of food sensitivities comes up for me here. Mm-hmm. So there's food allergies, there's food totally. sensitivities. Could be like, I love tomatoes and have them almost every and, day. And even well, though they're good, you know, eating something every day, you're more likely to be sensitive to it. Yeah. So the best way to eat is a rotation type diet where you're not eating the same thing every day and wait another three to five days before you eat the same food again. So I've got to cut out the Twinkies is and what you're then, saying. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that way you won't be sensitive to anything. So if you have skin stuff or you think you have food sensitivities, mm-hmm. then the best thing you can do is a rotation. Yeah. So, but that's, that's tough. That can drive you a little batty too, which is why I really like blessing my food. Mm -hmm. I had food sensitivities. I had rashes to the point that looked like I was burned. Really? Scalding burns on my hands. Wow. Really bad. What did you do? How did you get rid of it? What did you? Well, people were like, take something for that. Can't you put some cream on that shit? Uh Like, uh get some cortisone or something. But I know that that's just going to band-aid it, and it's well, going to push re- it deeper into my system, issue in shut our, down in my our, adrenal glands in the process. <laughs> it's the biggest issue in our uh, whole system, I believe, is this idea of treating things. You know, we go to yeah. doctors who have learned nothing about nutrition <laughs> at all, exactly. zero. And, zero, um, by the way, and, zero. <laughs> yeah, and then they uh, basically, it's like, oh, I've got this, you've got that, and here's medicine for it. No, you don't have anything you have a case of not eating enough broccoli right it's like right so it, it you You're know not i think i'm one of my the, colleagues used to like to say things like you that. know yeah. uh, and, and i say that and maybe it's not broccoli but you know what i mean it's like i personally believe okay if i'm getting a skin irritation it's not because i've got something I, right the body and this is what forks over knives showed amazingly this guy had a clogged artery like he was ready to fall over dead any moment he changed to a vegetarian diet they take another x-ray a year later it's completely healed itself it's completely reversed our body will correct itself if you put give it the right thing so you don't really have anything it's like you got to find your job becomes to find what what it is that's off balance for your system and you know the father of modern medicine i said it perfectly hippocrates let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food you know, another great meme that I, I saw 
that I'll read real quick. It's like this guy sitting in front of the doctor and the patient says, doctor, I don't feel well and I'm not sure why. And this would not be probably a, a doctor in the States. This would be uh, maybe someone like you. Someone Erica. like me. This yeah, is exactly the, the what doctor I say to my says, patients, Well, actually. I want you to meditate for 20 minutes twice a day, exercise for at least 30 minutes a day, avoid processed foods, eat plenty of organic fruits and vegetables, spend more time in nature, less indoors, stop worrying about things you can't control, ditch your TV, come back in three weeks. Exactly. It's like, Follow those instructions. That's... <laughs> So That's all you need to makes do. Makes so much sense. Number one, meditate. Um, you know, Hippocrates also said, and it, you were just talking about this, it's far more important to know what person the disease has than what disease the person has. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is not about... I can't stand to put somebody in a box. This was my... The hardest thing for me in primary care practice is I have to diagnose you with something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to put you in a box because yeah. I don't think that this belongs in a box. Right. I think this is about your internal mindset, your mind-body connection. Right. That's the biggest part, which is why meditation Mm -hmm. is so important. Mm -hmm. You have to, have to, have to meditate. Yeah. If you're not feeling well, meditate. Osho said, if, you know, a lot of people are like, I'm too busy, you know, it's just like, you should meditate at least 20 minutes a day, unless you're too busy and you should meditate for an hour. Absolutely. (laughs) Because basically you need it more than anyone. Like you've got to, so I think that's a really interesting perspective on that. And your other point that the body corrects itself. The body's main job is to maintain homeostasis, to maintain a balance. Right. And please remember that the body got, it has this, it's smarter than you. Mm -hmm. It knows what it's doing. Right. Nature wins. Right. If you were to study human embryology and see along the way, first of all, you have two little cells that come together to make this human being. Yeah, right. And all of the different things that can happen along the way that can get screwed up. That's why we call this a miracle of life, because it really is a miracle that we actually come out with five fingers and toes and we're all closed and everything's inside. Right. This is a miracle and the body knows how to do it. So we need to trust that the body knows. Right. And get out of the way. We're all getting in our own ways, trying to treat the body, giving ourselves all these supplements, you know, really kind of overdoing it. Mm -hmm. We don't need to do that. We need to give ourselves basic, good foundations. Right. Um, So in addition to a good, healthy diet that has mainly whole grains and vegetables and fruits and things, um, Something to add in that would be really good is juicing, like green juice, organic mm-hmm, green juice, mm-hmm. sometimes smoothies, but I actually prefer a small juice because that's like super nutrient, mm-hmm. you know? What so, about like you hear with juicing, removing a lot of the pulp and stuff from right. the actual fruit is not a good thing. Well, it depends on how you look at it. So there's two different ways to look at it. So if you want to meal replace, mm-hmm. then make a smoothie because mm-hmm. all of that pulp and fiber you'll get in, you know, you're not going to be able to put as many things mm-hmm. into a smoothie and get it down your system mm-hmm. as you can put into a juice. Mm-hmm. So I can juice like a whole bunch of spinach and kale and cucumber and mm-hmm. like a ton of different things. There's no way if I put all that stuff in a smoothie and blend it up, I'm going to actually get that down. Right. No way. So nutrient wise, you're going to get more out of juice. But if you want a meal replaced, then go ahead and do smoothies. 
They're both good. So it's just you, for different reasons. So do you think like a meatloaf smoothie is a good idea? That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. guys. Anyone who knows me Why well, do I have that this, to us, you guys? I have this un, unnatural, uh, unhealthy obsession with meatloaf. He asked me to bring one whether, the other day. Whether it's the the food, the the musical artist. I don't know why. It's been going on for years. So meatloaf. sorry. Yeah, don't do a meatloaf smoothie. <laughs> I've actually tried to order them many times at restaurants and, you know, I oh don't God. usually get good looks from the waitress. <laughs> you know, the other thing we overdo that I want to make a quick point about is probiotics, kombuchas, and those fermented foods. Mm-hmm. Now, this might be a new thing for people to hear, but... I just saw another study the other day, just released, really? just interjected, saying oh, probiotics is, is BS. Well, like, what? Like, I thought that was, like, very well established. Well, that- it, it is, but people took it too far. Like, with everything else, we're, mm-hmm. we're doing too much. Again, get out of the way. Mm-hmm. You're immune system, about 70% of it's in your gut. Mm-hmm. And that comes from all that good bacteria. Right. Okay. So probiotics are great. If you say get sick and have to take an antibiotic, then you need to replenish. Mm-hmm. But if you're eating a healthy diet, meditating, exercising, generally healthy, don't be taking probiotics. Mm-hmm. You're going to be offsetting that balance. Now you're going to be doing too much. Mm-hmm. And it's what it's done is created this new diagnosis now called SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Mm where that's creating havoc on people's systems. Hmm. And I know a lot of people out there have it. Hmm. So a good way to know if you have that, like nothing digests, you have stomach pain, your stools, your bowel movements are like kind of airy and fluffy and Mm -hmm. not good. And that's, let's talk about bowel movements. Yay. (laughs) Just for a second. (laughs) Since I brought them up. Um, (laughs) All right. This is how you can tell if what you're eating is good for you. Look at your bowel movements. Okay. Your bowel movements should be solid logs. They should not be too stinky. Um, I'm out, you know, all in one piece. Mm-hmm. Um, like a good medium brown, right? Mm-hmm. That's a, a good bowel movement. If it's anything else, you're not eating the right things. If you see undigested food, any mucus, if you're, if it's pebbly, it's not a solid log. Well, then you're not just you're just not drinking enough water. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's think of other things that I can... <laughs> I've seen diagrams before. Like the snaky ones. Mm-hmm. Um, that means you have inflammation, most likely. Hmm. You know, whatever you ate is inflaming your, your system. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, a nice, good salad log that's not stinky. If it's really stinky, then, you know, Something's there's off. some detox issues, things like that. So, again, with detox, we have five different ways to get our toxins out of our body. Um, and our bowel movements is one of them. Right. So whatever doesn't come out of our bowels is going to have to come out elsewhere. So that means your skin, um, your breath. Right. So if you're stinky, you have stinky breath, stinky pits. Something's not something's off coming out properly. Right. Yeah. Um, and we got our liver and our kidneys as well. That, that help us out there. But one thing <clears throat> that I will say, too, for people out there who maybe don't have a great diet and think about going down this path of, you know, fixing their diet. And it's very intimidating. And, um, like, I don't really like the food that much. Mm -hmm. Like I can think back, Erica, you know, my diet used to be not good. And I can think back going into mother's market right here down the street from my house, which is, you know, super healthy. And I remember going in a decade ago and being like, Oh, this food just, it just smells awful. It's just like, it like, uh, I had a wheatgrass shot and I'm sick and like all this stuff. And now I go in and it smells like oh, delicious. Nice. Yeah. So one thing that I think is really important to point out to people is that you will 
you you will change what you like. You mm-hmm. know, for example, if you give a baby all this healthy food and then you start giving them, uh, you know, McDonald's or sugar later, it's not going to be good to them because you basically train your system. You know, it changes the way things taste. So that's just a little bit of encouragement for those of you who are like intimidated and think, oh, no, I'm not going to ever get to eat Doritos again. Or, you know, it, you actually start changing uh I, I know for a fact because I've been through it, you know, mm-hmm. where it's Maybe. like things that used to seem not good to me at all now are delicious and things that used to seem so good seem kind of gross. And so it's it changed for me. And that's that's good to know if you haven't already been down the path. And and really, the best way to start changing your diet is to start by adding the beneficial stuff in first mm-hmm. and then taking the bad stuff out. Mm. You don't want to do it the other way around because then you feel like you're depriving yourself. Uh, interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. a good good piece of advice. Well, we're getting low on time here, but uh, one more thing that I would like to talk about is this whole GMO thing, right? You and I talked a little bit about it. I just saw a, um, an article literally this morning before you came and said, let's talk about food. I just read an article, of course, synchronistically, uh, some new documentary called Food Evolution that's basically a pro-GMO uh, documentary. And the two main scientists in it, interestingly enough, right before the film came out, then they kind of said, oh, don't, you know, that's film's not good that we're in, even though it looks like we're a part of it. Like it was, things were taken out of context. And so it, that's another confusing one. And it, a little confusing to me, uh, admittedly, it's like, okay, genetically modified foods. It's like, you know, if you look at original apples, right, they're like super small. Well, now we have these big, big apples, right? So is that bad? Is it good? Is it, you know, This seems to be a little organic is really easy for me. It's like, let's not have chemicals all over what we're putting in our system. GMOs, it's a little different. And so I know you have a strong opinion on this. So I'd love to hear your your two cents on uh, GMOs. Yeah. um, So I I have very strong opinions about screwing with nature Mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the biggest sort of. case against GMOs. It's like, hey, we're modifying the genes and yeah. then it's not something that really is found naturally in our environment and as a result our bodies don't react to it in a good way. It's one thing to selectively breed plants to, you know, this one's bigger, let's use this seed. Right. Cool. Nature is doing that. Mm-hmm. But when you take this stuff and put it in a lab, in a petri dish and you start screwing around with the codes mm-hmm. of nature, mm-hmm. uh-uh. Back off and just get away from me. You know, like nature in my mind wins. Nature knows how to do everything. We should really just get out of nature's way. Like human beings have this thing. I don't understand why we think we need to improve upon nature. Right. Uh, Hello. Uh, All right. We've been here for what? A couple thousand years. Like Mm -hmm. nature's been here billions. Mm -hmm. Stop it, humans. (laughs) (laughs) Stop it. Let nature be. Right. Look to nature to know how to be too. Like, like your meme said, get out in nature, mm-hmm. observe, walk around, feel it. Right. That is like one of the best medicines on top of med- meditation, of course. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, meditation. Obviously, putting high vibe uh, information into your mm-hmm. field. Right. Um, yeah. Listening to podcasts discussing things like this or reading books or watching videos that are mm. all, I mean, it's, it all comes together, right? And this I want to recommend a, a couple documentaries for people, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, great idea. Great and way to end it. you guys can, um, if you have your Gaia subscription, which if you don't, you can go on to Positive Head and, and click and do your first month for 99 cents. But there's a ton of really good documentaries on Gaia. There's The Living Matrix, Dying to Have Known, 
Hungry for Change, The Beautiful Truth, Fat Sick and Nearly Dead, Ingredients, The Gerson Miracle, King Corn. And I'm not sure if these are on Gaia or not, but I like these as well. Forks Over Knives, like Brandon said earlier, Food Matters, Fed Up, and Simply Raw. Mm. So there's like hours What's with weed is one I just watched too. So yeah, those are two that really impacted me was, I haven't watched a lot of those uh, Forks Over Knives and What's With Wheat. The other thing that will really help if you're, if you're, you know, debating about this whole meat thing, if you go and watch some of the videos on factory farming and what's Oy. being done to these animals or even even stuff. eggs and milk and these things i mean like eggs for example i, I watched a, a video and it was talking about like hey these chickens would live to be like 20 years old and we hijack their reproductive system and make them imagine if we made female you know humans spit out baby after baby after baby right. after baby the after baby you fall apart. The, the chicken basically falls apart after a year and a half it just like it's disgusting yeah it's inhumane. so, so it is it's, it's just not in in the flow right mm-hmm. if, if you're if our aim is to say how in the flow can we be mm-hmm. how natural can we be mm-hmm. a lot of these things that are coming to our table are not representative of that right. so and not to mention, you know, milk and dairy and all these things we we're taught. It's, you know, through the dairy industry marketing, you know, got milk. It's so good for you. No, no actually, it causes no, inflammation. It's There's yeah. pus Mucus in it. It's, it's oh, like children. If they have um, any ear problems, ear infections with kids, get them off all dairy products. Mm. If kids are actually, that was one of the issues skin, I had as a, as a kid. Like I, I've always been super healthy. And that was one of the issues I had as a kid was uh, uh, was getting like ear issues so always the cause of that it's like you take dairy out kids are so simple yeah interesting Uh, way easier than adults yeah (sighs) well yeah we just need to be kinder to our animals if we all had chicken coops and gardens in our backyard and and a cow out back like it'd be different we wouldn't be having this conversation i will say they're getting really good at some of the imitation meats because i love the taste of meat i'll tell you what that's a good burger that plant-based burger yeah beyond uh what is it beyond meat i think it's called yeah it was good um you got to be careful about eating all those substitutes, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Soy beyond meat, though, you know, they have this new burger they've been talking about for a long time that where they actually uh, recreate a burger-like, you know, um, taste and feel. And uh, supposedly, the one of the things that makes a burger a burger is the all the iron from the hemoglobin in the in the blood or whatever have you. And supposedly, they've learned how to extract that from plants. And all I know is they just came out with this one. I mean, they've had had them for a while, but this one looks like it's packaged like a normal burger. Like it's fresh. Mm-hmm. It's not for it's well, no, maybe it is frozen. Anyway, yeah. um, I don't know if any of you guys will find them. I think they're just kind of out in a few stores and I we had them yeah, actually the other good. day and they were really, mm-hmm. really good. So that's the other kind of big plus is there is some substitutes are getting better and better and mm-hmm. better. But of course, even with that, right? Balance. The best thing is probably raw fruits and vegetables, right? Vegetables, well, especially. Depends. Do that with the seasons in the summertime. Yes, that would be the best. But in the wintertime, no, that's what I would say. You know, when you're cold and you're trying to do all raw foods, you're going to dampen your system. Not, not the best idea. So eat with the seasons, eat all your colors for sure. And, you know, with the meat thing, it's so hard, but like, I have to think that, you know, everyone here is offering a service, right? And so that animal is offering me a service when I eat. And so I'm very grateful when I do eat it Mm -hmm. for their service. Right. And I think that if we're going to eat it, then that's just the best 
I know. Good advice, Miss Miss. Thank you so much, as always, for coming on the show and uh, sharing, dropping some wisdom. And uh, I did allow you to DJ today's yeah, he, episode. He allowed me today. I allowed. Little, I gave picky up. About my song I'm a little choices. picky. I mean, I, they do go through a filter. The first <laughs> pick got shut down. So, um, <laughs> like my like chill harmony type. <laughs> Type songs. <laughs> you only had to pick two songs for to get one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so today we're gonna play "Dig Down" by Muse. Hope you enjoy "Dig Down Deep," everyone. Until next time, journey well. <laughs> Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. When hope and love has been lost and you fall to the ground, you must find a way. When the darkness descends And you're told it's the end You must find a way When God decides to look the other way And a cloud takes the throne We must find a way Face the firing squad Against all the odds You find a way Dig down Dig down Dig down And find faith When you're close to the edge with a gun to your head You must find a way When friends Are thin on the ground And they try to divide us We must find a way We have entered the See you.